Oh, what a Sunday, huh? 49ers suffer another humiliating and crushing Super Bowl defeat. That on top of the Kings getting pushed around by the Thunder in OKC. Kyle Draper joins us from Phoenix. He, of course, had the call yesterday on NBC Sports California. Drapes, one of the things that stands out about the Kings yesterday, the turnovers. You know, they're playing a team that had just played the day before against Dallas, and the Kings were throwing the ball all over the place. What was going on yesterday? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously give the Thunder some credit. They're a good yeah. defensive team, top five defensive team. But 18 turnovers, I don't care who you're going to play. Not, not only turnovers, Whitey, but the Thunder capitalized on those turnovers. 18 turnovers, 30 points off turnovers. You give up 30 points off turnovers, I mean, there's no way you're going to win that game. And it's just sloppy play. And I'm looking at Domas had five turnovers. Malik had four. De'Aaron, three. It's just sloppy. I mean, and you're not defending either. You know, you give up 54% shooting, 48% from three ball range. To me, we can talk about, you know, the offense. And De'Aaron Fox has to be better offensively. But you give up 29 in the first quarter, 38 in the second, 33 in the third. That's your game right there, man. Mm -hmm. This team... It's defense has regressed from where it was early in the season and teams are just knocking down threes at at an unbelievable rate against them. I mean, for Oklahoma city and they're a good three point shooting team. I understand that. But when you watch that game, how many open looks did they have? I mean, this has to be driving Mike Brown crazy right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know we talked about it last week. It's just become uh, one of the unavoidable issues for the Kings this season. The other teams just killing them uh, from the three-point line. And I think, to me, it's just crystal clear that De'Aaron Fox is, he's got to be hurt. And I haven't heard anything other than what's, you know, in the public domain. But it's pretty clear that he's hurting. He had a, a nice game against Denver on Friday because clearly he recognized, I'm, I'm just not going to take as many shots. And he had a nice floor game, and he did score a little bit. But that's a big issue right now because, obviously, uh, the Kings don't have a ton of depth and they rely on their two big-name players. And when one of them is hobbled, um, it's very difficult for them. I don't think there's a team in the league that needs a break right now as much as the Kings do, Kyle. No, you're you're right about that, man. And and I think they need a a physical break. I also think they need a mental break. I I think they need to get away from basketball, go enjoy time with their families, go relax. Here's the thing about De'Aaron Fox. He scored fewer than 20 points in the last four, each of the last four games, 15, 15, 12, and 19. Like, this is a guy, and I mentioned it last week, his main job, he has two jobs, to get buckets and to defend the heck out of the ball. Right now, he's not getting buckets. I mean, he hasn't shot over 50% for a game in his last four. You know, Chicago, he went off at 41. Then he had 25 uh, the game before that. It's interesting because our boy Kevin O'Connor, he uh, had an interesting uh, tweet where he talked about De'Aaron Fox. And when you look at De'Aaron Fox three-point shooting, as great as it was to start the season, I got the numbers right here. Over the last uh, 12 games, He's shooting 30% from three. Mm-hmm. And so I think the three ball is failing him right now. And when that's not going in, now he's not getting back to drive into the basket. 
He's not getting back to the mid-range game. Look at his free throw attempts, Whitey. He has seven free throw attempts over the last four games. How about this? He's one for his last seven from the free throw line. Yeah. So to me, it's like, crazy. He's he, gotta, he needs a break. Yeah. Yeah. He, he needs some time off. I, I agree. And we talked about this, though, Whitey. Mm-hmm. Why not give him a game or two off? I know the All Star break is coming up, so he'll have some time then. But I'm not opposed to at some point, even in the second half of the season, over the last 30 games, if need be, giving De'Aaron a game or two off. He shouldn't need it, but maybe this should have happened in January. Yeah. You give him a couple of games off or something like that because clearly he's not the same guy right now. Yeah, and I would think it's the right shoulder, which we saw him get, you know, it's been banged around this year, got banged around in Chicago, and he hasn't been shooting the ball well since then. And it's very admirable that he's trying to play through this and he recognizes how important he is to the team, but other teams play him and they know that, A, these guys aren't going to guard you. And B, right now, Fox is not Fox. So, uh, you know, hang on through the rest of this uh, this week um, with a difficult back-to-back coming up. I do have some – you want to hear who's on the buyout market, Kyle? Do you care about that at all? See, yeah, I, you huh? can say it. I looked at the list, but I, I'll let you – go ahead, Whitey. Get your things off. Go for it, man. All right, Let's well, I'll just – I'll read the names, and you stop me as soon as you hear somebody that you might have any interest in, okay? Okay. All right, all do right. that. And I got about 12 names here. I got okay. uh, Davis Bertans. Okay. Uh Seth Curry. Okay. Uh oh, oh, Evan Fournier. No, I know we were having connection <laughs> issues with Kyle, but I, nah. I don't think that's the problem. <laughs> I'm uh, here. Yeah. I'm here. I'm still waiting. Danilo Gallinari. No. Okay. Uh hey, free agent. This guy used to be a just a pistol of a shooter, Joe Harris. No, these are guys on the uh, could be available in the bio market. Mm. Another boy's a lot of French guys. <laughs> Uh, Killian Hayes, no, Corey Joseph, <laughs> Furkan Korkmaz. Oh my gosh! No, that's a, that's. Does that mean yes? Does that mean you're interested? No, no, no not at all. It means this list is going from right. bad to worse. Uh, oh, oh you love. Yeah, I know you want this guy, though. I hear he may be already talking to Minnesota. Marcus Morris. Ooh, that is my guy. That is my uh, guy. Yeah, 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 that yeah. is my guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we need Marcus Morris, though. <laughs> Thaddeus Young? Yeah. Nah. Same <laughs> position as Trey Lyles. James, nope. James Book Knight? Wow, dude. Where, where are you finding this list? Under the bottom of your shoe or something? Where, where is this coming from? Two, these are people that are expected to be available in the buyout market. <laughs> I only have two more. I have Daniel House and I have... Oh, for old time's sake, give me, can you give me a, how about it for Chemezi Metu? Give me my boy Chemezi. Oh, give, give me Chemez. <laughs> is it, it's that bad out there, huh? That's it, apparently, yeah. Some of those guys, we're not even sure they're going to be available. We just think they might be. And the Kings do have a full roster right now, right? So they'd have to uh, probably yeah. cost them a little bit just to clear a space. Yeah, you're right about that because they converted that Keon Ellis. Yeah. Uh, gave him a contract. And so, you know, and, and all those guys you mentioned, none of them addresses what we just talked about, the defense. You know, none of them are a 3 and D guy. And so right now I feel like the Kings are stuck. This is going to be the roster. You know, I, I think if you're Monty McNair, the, the, the task this offseason is clear. You need to get some – three and D guys, some positional links yeah. out there. And uh, it, none of those guys on the buyout market, supposedly, none of them will solve the issue. I looked at the numbers, Whitey. Right now, the Kings are in dead last 
and three-point defense. After that game uh, the other night, yesterday, mm-hmm. uh-huh. they are now dead last behind the Hornets in three-point defense. That's just, uh, that, I mean, unbelievable yeah. how bad this team is defending the three. Yeah. You need, as you pointed out, you need three and D guys. And in the bio market, there's a lot of two and no D guys. And that's right. So, right? I mean, that's just that's just uh that's just the fact of the matter. And then tonight, a big night for the Kings, even though they don't play, Kyle, because Denver, Golden State, the Clippers, the Pelicans, Dallas, Utah, and Minnesota do all play tonight. You know, if the, those teams get hot, all of a sudden the Kings wake up, look at the standings, and say, ah, no, you're right, and, and I'll be keeping an eye uh, on those games. You know, the Warriors, how about the Warriors and what they've been oh. able to do? Yeah. Uh, you know, Steph Curry is just insane right now, and you're right, man. This is uh, it's, it's never too early to scoreboard watch because especially in the Western Conference with things so tight as it is, right now you're the seventh seed. Like, you need the Pelicans to lose tonight yeah. so you can jump back up into that uh, – six seed so it's gonna to be tough to all these games down the stretch now before we take a quick time out i gotta ask you about your guy grant williams did you hear what he said after he went to charlotte and they won a game and I, no I think what'd he say what'd he say he said well it's nice to be somewhere where we all touch the ball and guys are playing more for the name on the front of the jersey Ooh. than they are for the one on the back and he's talking about first of all, he's talking about charlotte right yes <laughs> like, yes he's oh, charlotte yeah. said yeah. that think yeah. about that now, who's he taking a shot at? Luka Doncic, right? Yep. That's how I read that. Yeah. You know, Luka pounding the ball, and then you got Kyrie also. They tell Grant to just stand in the corner and wait for it. That's no fun for a player. I would love Grant Williams in Sacramento. Have I gone on record in saying that? I think you have. I would love to. Yeah, that dude could help us out. I would love Grant in Sac. Yeah. Well, that ship has sailed for now, so we will see. But uh, let me know if you change your mind about any of those buyout candidates, okay? You, you, All right, let, let me go research their numbers. <laughs> I, I, might, I might come back with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you said Chemezi would be kind of cool, and uh, under different circumstances, uh, Marcus Morris would have been your guy. That's that's the best you can do yeah. for us. Yeah. You know what, though? If Davion hasn't been playing so well, I would even take a look, a flyer on Killian Hayes. Wow. Believe it or not, I would. Whoa. That's just me, though. He's 22 years old. But he's sort of a malcontent, and Davion's playing well. We just gave a contract to Keon Ellis. We don't need him. But I do think there's a reason why this guy was a lottery pick. I don't think he's totally a bum, um, but we don't need him in Sacramento. He was, he was a number seven pick in 2020, but the Kings need defense. And Killian yeah. Hayes, he could not guard a bank if you gave him a gun and a whistle. <laughs> Just terrible. And a whistle? Yes. Nothing. Just uh, So I don't think he's a good fit. But thanks, Drapes. Uh, we will catch up to you again tomorrow uh, as we get ready for the Kings and the Suns. Uh, of course, uh, we got some connection issues with Drapes. Anytime the rest of the day you feel like popping back in, you know, you think of something nice you want to say about Brock Purdy, you just let us know. You know, I, I didn't even go in on Brock Purdy. I took it light, you nice and easy you on him. I thought he was average at best yesterday. He missed some throws out there. And so I'm going to let, you know, all the Niners fans and everything, you know what, deal with the loss. I'll have that tape tomorrow for you. How about that? Are you going to post a picture of your Eagles uh, sarape? I think I will. I might change that to my profile picture, actually. (laughs) 
All right. You need a matching <laughs> you gotta Eagles. Be in it, though. Yeah. Yes. And you need a matching oh, Eagles yeah. oh, sombrero. Yeah. Sombrero. Yes. <laughs> hey, nice. I told you I had the Purdy jersey ready just in case. I was ready. A man of my word. You're going to need that about one year from today, so you keep that handy. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, Drapes. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right, Dave. When we come right back, the saddest 49er radio call of them all. Speaking of calls, we'll get to your calls. 339-1140-1800-920-1140 to drive guys a day after another. Tough Super Bowl for the Niners on Sackdown Sports. It happened again, 49er fans. How many times has it been now? I guess you got to go back to 2012, right? And the NFC Championship game and the loss to the Giants, the Kyle Williams game, sorry. And then the Super Bowl against the Ravens where it looked like, you know, it was a pass interference at Crabtree. Why didn't they run the ball? Then the next year, speaking of Crabtree, the famous Crabtree game. I told you it was average. The loss to Seattle. I remember John Gruden uh, on the radio the next day saying, I don't know if a team can come back from losses like that. And it took a while. And then the 49ers, you get Kyle, and then you get the 10-point lead in the Super Bowl. And they lose the game. And then you get the uh, 10-point lead against the Rams. And then you get last year's debacle. And then this year, another 10-point lead. It's not easy being a Niner fan these days. You know, Jay, and Jay was there. Jay was at the Super Bowl. In the old days... People would be talking now about the curse. I don't know what it is. Yes. The curse of the 49ers. It's been 30 years and they 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 can't win the big games. I the sourdough curse, the Kaepernick curse. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I've been getting. you know, I've been getting that a lot. The Kaepernick curse. It's you know, who knows, man? Yeah. The the the, the flip the bounce of the ball, the flip of the ball. You know, mm-hmm. we've talked about the the ball hitting Luder's foot to, you know, Juwan Jennings being open to mm-hmm. just OT scoring yeah. a field goal and not a touchdown, you know, so many different things. And, and we could pinpoint, and, and Drape said this a little earlier, when you lose a Super Bowl, we pinpoint everything. Yeah. Every yeah. single thing. Mm-hmm. The 49ers, you know, if you believe they're cursed or it's bad luck or things just haven't went their way, it's been some crushing blows over the last 15 years. Yeah, it really has been. It has been. It's not just the fans who feel it. This was the call yesterday on our station, uh, Greg Pop and Tim Ryan, uh, with a fateful final call on the Chiefs Super Bowl win. Seven seconds, six. They are going to snap it. Mahomes going to roll to his right. Throws. Touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Nicole Hardman. As they roll Mahomes right, Nicole Hardman is wide open. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl back-to-back years. And then at one point, Tim Ryan says, dang it! And the thing about Papa, yeah. do you know Pop at all? You know, he's, uh, Yeah, I saw Pop yeah. at a, I should say, I saw Pop at a post-media uh, party <laughs> Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, bet you did. Saw a post, yeah. Yeah, exactly. he is, uh, you know, very professional. And right there, you know, through the pain, he's, he's like, I've got to tell people what happened i don't like what happened but i got to tell people what happened okay now real quick though whitey the only thing i have about this situation papa's a legend when it comes to bay area being a voice guy now he's done other stuff but he ain't been riding with the niners through all of this i know yeah i don't feel that bad for pop to be honest like that i mean not to say you know he's been around this he's been a radio host in the bay area for many moons he bleeds the Bay Area, you know, not like that. And yeah. But 
Popeyes, he wasn't around in 09. He wasn't here in 11, you know, so he True. didn't have to call those games and travel with those guys and, you know, take the the plane home, the, the plane home ride back. You know, so he, he's a Johnny come lately with the 49ers right now. That's true. Yeah. He, but he did go through 2020. Yes. And then the uh, NFC Championship game loss to the Rams. And then last year, the Eagles game. And then this one. It's funny you say that because I was, and I still may this week, I was going to reach out to Ted Robinson. Oh, I know, man. The yeah. legend. Yeah. Absolutely. And I bet you he would get he Ted would on. on. He, yeah. he would jump on with us. Of course. And he, yeah, he was uh, Greg Papa's predecessor, so he knows something yeah. about those stuff losses as well. Very much so. 339 Steve, what do you make of what happened to the 49ers yesterday? Where did it all go wrong, Steve? Well, here's I, I think everybody just needs to just calm down and relax. With a TC that called him before that wants uh, uh, Shanahan's head on a stick. Uh, yeah, but he's been I consistent that with not, that all year, so, yeah. Yeah, but, but here's the problem, though. I mean, I saw this when Rick Adelman couldn't get over on the Lakers. He was horrible, horrible, horrible. He gets run out of town. And wouldn't you know, it's 20 years before the Kings get back to the playoffs. The one time that they did, they had Mike Malone come in, but they got rid of him a lot quicker than they should have. And look at Andy Reid in Philadelphia, who couldn't win there. They ran him out of town. So I guess what I'm saying is, before we start you know, serving these guys up, I think it's important to remember that winning and losing in the Super Bowl at this level is razor thin. I think what got the Niners yeah, was uh, was the special teams. They lost eight points in special teams, basically on, on two plays. Uh, you know, their kicker, even for KC, that was a line drive he hit. That, yeah. was, that wasn't like a great, a great kick. I mean, you know, so sometimes the luck just goes the wrong way. I mean, who would have thought that Greenlaw breaks his Achilles? Debo had a hamstring, too, by the way. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of him getting open against their linebacking core, Good point. if you're not 100%, that's the end. And then Kittle had toe issues. Uh, it wasn't a turf toe, but he had some foot stuff going into the game, too. So those are the kind of the small things that make you say, don't throw the baby out of the bathwater. I mean, even even Trent Williams, you know, he's had a, a nagging groin injury all year, and they, were, they held him out of practice earlier in the week. So you, you never know where that's concerned. And if you really break it down in statistics, yards per play, you know, San Francisco was 5.4. They were 5.8. Red zone, we were 50%. They were 2 of 6. Penalties mm-hmm. were equal. Turners were equal. So it's not as though Shanahan got outclassed. And I think, you know, I think everybody was very scared coming into the game, seeing what, what happened against uh, Green Bay and Detroit. But the team showed up. And I think, you know, his scripted plays that he had at the beginning of the game, I mean, it was a phenomenal start. And you had you have a, a fumble that, again, McCaffrey, three fumbles and 400 attempts. I mean, so winning and losing razor thin don't completely blow the whole thing up. Uh, keep the culture going, tweak it, spend a little bit more money than you maybe want to get yourself over the top. But now is not the time to freak out because I think we'll end up going way far back uh, instead of going forward. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate that. Some great points. One point you made, you touched on something that was really kind of making me anxious from the 49ers standpoint. You know, Jay, the 49ers, they had this week, they got the number one uh, seed, of course, so they had an extra week off. Then they have the two games, then you get another week off, then you have the Super Bowl. And they were still banged up, right? Yes. They were still yesterday. They stay hurt. They have so many guys, so many key players who just, 49ers since Shannon's been there, and I'm not saying this is his fault, but they've had a lot of injuries. Is it the way he preaches, uh, you know, just the recklessness after catch? Is it just bad luck? Is it just football and guys are going to get hurt? I don't know. But yesterday, all right, a Super Bowl, they've had a time off. They're going to be healthy, and they were not healthy yesterday. 
Um, and so I think that raises questions about keeping this core together going forward. But I agree with you completely, Steve, that Shanahan's got to be your guy. I mean, you look at how they struggled between Harbaugh and Shanahan. It's like, oh, my goodness. You think this is tough, losing to the Super Bowl. You think that's tough. How about AC with us here on Sackdown Sports? Hello, AC. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great because Uh-oh. I was rooting for the Chiefs yesterday. I'll call you KC. Uh, but then, but then, uh, but then, yeah, right. And then AC, the, wait, uh, real quick, who's your team? I'm a Dolphins fan. Okay. Yeah, and you want to talk about injuries? We had 25% of our roster injured. That was really tough. We could have gone farther. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, the uh, the Niners are going to be one of those teams you're not going to remember this this year unless you're a Niners fan because nobody remembers the loser of the Super Bowl. Now we can put away those bandwagon fans for another year. The Niners probably have the biggest troop of bandwagon fans in the NFL. So it's really nice to not have to put up with that once more. All right. I mean, what makes you say that? What makes you say they have the biggest troop of bandwagon fans? You know, maybe it's because I live in Northern California. I think that would might be it. Yeah, I was wondering where you were going there. You don't hear anything about it, and then on on social media you see all this stuff. Oh, Niners have the best record. Oh, Niners have the number one seed. And I'm like, don't get ahead of yourself, man. You got to win the big one. But it was a great game. You guys would probably agree. I would say top five, maybe top three Super Bowls of all time. What do you think? Uh, thank you, KC, AC, for the call. I No, I wouldn't go that far, I don't no. think. And, I, yeah. and it was a very competitive game. So you're right. I mean, it was an entertaining game all the way through. But, you know, there were stretches of that game where it's like, what's going on here? happening. Yeah, snail, pe- snail <laughs> yeah. mail. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you look at the history of the Super Bowl, there have been some more entertaining games. But it was a competitive game. And, yeah, I mean, you know this. 49er fans are going to remember this year for a of long course. time. Of course. Yeah, there's a couple <laughs> things I disagree with KC there. I know his name is AC, but KC because he's rooting for the Chiefs, which kills me, right? But I think part of two things I disagree with, they're whitey. We do remember the losers of the Super Bowl, especially if there's something like the Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, your team has something to be involved with it. We yeah. remember the Tennessee Titans coming up short. You know, mm-hmm. we remember mm-hmm. the Raiders coming up short on the on the uh, Charles Woodson and, and Tom Brady Super Bowl. You know, Tuck, even though that wasn't a Super Bowl. But I say to say we, we remember losers, so I disagree with that. The other part to that is is – this is something that I tell I have friends who are Laker fans, and Ooh, and they're your friends. I know, who they've grown up with me, but you're very tolerant. I am, man. Yeah, very patient, right? Yeah. Living in L.A. for twelve years or whatever, they don't understand. They they feel as if Sacramento Kings fans are the worst, right? And Part of it is because they've never won anything, but second is because you live in this area. Yeah. So you get to hear all the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the mumbo jumbo that's happened. Now, social network has definitely created something, but there's something we call algorithms. They know where you live at, KC. They know what's popping off. They know what to send you. And so I, I argue my friends this all the time. When I was living in L.A., L.A., the Lakers fans, which they are, they were some of the worst fans to be around. Right? Sure. And it's because you live there. So you get to hear everywhere. Every, right. Yeah. You get to hear about every oh the Celtics this and oh the Kings this and I can't stand it. You know, so 
It happens everywhere. I understand the Niners have uh, crushed your spirit a few times there, KC, and, you know, especially back in 85, got the tap Ooh. dance on Dan Marino and everything. But we're not the worst. We, we're okay. We're patient. See, you remember, we were like you said, we remember yeah, the Dolphins absolutely. team that got destroyed by yeah. Joe Montana and Ronnie Lott and those guys. Didn't even know they were even on the field. <laughs> Quick timeout. 339-1140, 1-800-920-1140. We're here for you today. Uh, it may not have mattered, but the 49ers didn't know the overtime rules. Next year with the drive guys. Sec- None of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked to those guys, and we just thought it would be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go in, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least do a field goal, and if, if we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that. Kyle Shanahan after the game explaining to the media why he decided to take the ball first in the overtime, new overtime rules. I know some 49ers have made some headlines today because they said they didn't know the overtime rules. Um, it hasn't really made headlines, but Patrick Mahomes says when he completed the game-winning pass to Hardman, Nicole Hardman, he said he had to tell Hardman, no, we won. That, so there were a lot of people that didn't know the rules because they had changed them. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, to me, that made sense the way they played it. Uh, I know I mentioned this earlier, but according to Mike Sando in The Athletic, Mike Sando said he got a text from a former, he just said a former coach. And the coach said, that is a big mistake as it was happening. Big mistake. And I think Mike Sando said, well, you know, maybe he thinks his defense is tired. And the coach said, that may be, but that's that's the wrong way uh, to play that. Ultimately, they didn't end up with the win. But to me, that's not something I would point to as a reason why the 49ers lost the game because to me, it, it, the thinking made sense. Yeah, we score, they score, then we're going to we're gonna get the ball. Big mistake, a former head coach texted. Uh, what if Shanahan felt he needed to rest his defense? Maybe, the coach replied, but you can't give up the advantage. Casey went for it on fourth down because they had to. Big mistake. I don't know, Jay. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Mistake or not, I sure. think the sound, the reasoning was pretty sound. It doesn't always work out for you, though. I get it. I mean, look, one thing Drapes has said is we don't want to play Monday morning quarterback, even though they're, That's you know, what we, we do. We do. That's part of our job. It's <laughs> yeah. what we're supposed to do. Again, I, I'll say it for the 42nd time today. Uh-huh. There are two to three, four, five, six different things we could point to that the 49ers didn't accomplish, execute, and that they get done. If you want to blame it on the football guys, the bounce of the ball, you know, Shanahan, which I, I'm pretty sure, you know, a lot of people, I think there's a combination of it, but I do think there's a hierarchy of it too. And um, I can understand why some people can second guess it. And I can also understand, you know, the, the, the thinking behind this what was he's first saying. guessing. Apparently. Sure. Of course. As you said, some of yours was yesterday when you were at the game. Yes. There was a few things. I was like, ah, like to see it go the other way but i i can understand it and respect that the 49ers had every opportunity to take the game mm-hmm. i just thought shanahan fell to the wayside in a few different avenues that people his detractors have said you know they've continued to keep on saying i go back to one of the callers tc one of the times TC, every time tc comes on here i don't care if we're talking about the kings or not he talks about shanahan and some of the things his decisions that he doesn't like and i can't disagree with them mm-hmm Three three nine eleven forty one eight hundred nine two zero eleven forty. Ramsey has been hanging on. Hey Ramsey, you're on the drive, guys. What's up? Not too much. I, it was a I, first off. I'm going to preface. I watched n- none of the game yesterday. Wow. I had no interest. 
Okay. Because I don't like, I don't like, I'm a Raiders fan and don't like either one of the teams. I could understand that. So I'm just glad. I, I, first off, I commend the Phoenix Open for going to the playoff. That was my form of entertainment. <laughs> but but as I was as a Jay and I, I mean Jay and I talk. My my joy is not for Jay, but it's for those San Francisco fans that love to chirp, love to talk all the time, like they're the best thing since sliced bread, and aren't humble when they take the loss. Hmm. Like those those San Francisco fans that we're talking. Oh. Thanks for thanks Raiders for letting us borrow your stadium. That's mm. just happened where where the Super Bowl just happened to be. That's all it is. What you gonna tell the you gonna tell the next fan base that if you make the Super Bowl again? And they they should have known they should have known plus the national narrative, as they said, you can't pick against Patrick Mahomes. And he proved it once again, time and time again. I've seen it as a Raiders fan. So I know. All right, Ramsey. Thank you very much. I will say this is what I said last week, and I did pick against him, and I was wrong. But I picked him when he went against Tom Brady, you know, in the pandemic year. Was that 2021? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you, know, you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Well, I bet on him, and he lost. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so don't tell me you got to pick Patrick Mahomes. Now, yesterday, sure. it's, it didn't work out. But it's interesting. Um, you know, the 49ers are a team. There's a there's a lot of resentment against them, isn't there? Because yes. they're yeah. very popular. Yep. But they haven't won, and I, I totally understand the the Raider thing. I mean, the Raiders and 49ers are just, Oh, yeah. No matter where the Raiders play, Raiders and 49ers are not going to be and, friendly. And let me say this. I've been in Ramsey's position where I can't stand either team, and I'm out too. Like, I'm not watching the Super Bowl. I could care less. And if it is, it's background noise, well, and I'm watch doing something. golf instead of the Super Bowl? Well, I'm not a golf guy, so you're asking the wrong person. But <laughs> to whatever floats your boat. Now, if it was, you know, basketball or boxing or something like that that was on at the same time, which would be foolish, which is part of the reason why I don't like golf. Look at you. You're going against the Super Bowl? Yeah. For what? What's well, the reason? I think it was on before, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. It went yeah. into extra But yeah. my, my thing with that is is – you know, I, I can understand where Ramsey's going because there's been a couple of Super Bowls where, and you know, I don't like the not only the teams, but I don't really root for the people. You know, the the main people, the the quarterback. So I'm, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Well, the worst one to me, I mean, aside from the blowouts mm-hmm. way back when, every every year was a blowout. But that game I mentioned when the Chiefs and Tampa Bay played, yeah, and it was the pandemic and there was like nobody there. It was weird. But you know, but you wouldn't tied into Brady. Yeah, you wouldn't be tied into Brady just to see the greatness of Brady. And I I guess you could say that with Pat Mahomes, kinda. But it was just the atmosphere was for a Super Bowl. Nobody there. I remember I'd have watched, but it was like this is just odd. Yeah. yeah, it just felt really weird. A Super Bowl with no fans was really weird. Well, we were going through odd times there. Why yes, there was we a were. bunch of there were you a know. bunch of different events where you know boxing. I go to boxing. You would have big time fights. And you would have 11 people there. Yeah. And there were yeah. trainers, cut men, the referee, you know, television. I mean, that's weird. Yeah. Because that's one of the things. When people detract from boxing, I always say the one thing boxing still has is if it's a huge fight, there's nothing that compares to it. Mm-hmm. If you've been in, a, in, in an arena in-house to watch a huge fight with two names, nothing compares to that. Yeah, closest I've been to that was big-time wrestling when I was like 10 years old. Big-time wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Kyle joins us here at Sacktown Sports. Hello, Kyle. Hey, how's it going? Uh, you tell me we're making a list here of what went wrong for the Niners. Uh, what do you have for us? 
I want to bash Kyle Shanahan. I want to give big ups to TC. Yeah. I got a lot to say because, like, uh, I've been a 49er fan my life. Okay. Uh, I, I remember why I don't tittle. I can tell y'all some stories. And <laughs> I can tell I'll y'all some games yeah. and have a head spinning. Sure. I bash Steve Young so bad who played for 10 years and never got a ring until Deion Sanders saved him in a championship game. Uh-huh. But yet, Steve Young, they give so much credit that Steve Young got his one little ring, but wasn't for <laughs> Deion Sanders. Steve Young would have zero. Why did, wait, hold on real quick, Kyle. Why did Deion save Steve Young that year? Because the defense didn't have to do nothing. Oh, my gosh. You did not watch the championship game. Steve Young never got through Dallas Cowboys. And Eric never Davis got had the Green first Bay pick, Packers. though. But Eric Davis had the first pick, did he not? The defense, if you listen to his interview, he mm-hmm. Deion Sanders credits everything to the defense. San Francisco defense won Green Bay to get us to the Super Bowl when we played that Chargers. Gotcha. It was not Steve Young. And Ricky Waters won that game. Uh-huh. One what game? The Super Bowl. Off. Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, but 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 everyone, I don't, I didn't call to talk to Young, but well, I'm just testing your 49er. You you said to ask you anything, so we were just testing. Okay, go, go ahead, though. Go. No, 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 no. Go I, ahead with you, your Super Bowl. You made take. your point. What do you got on Kyle Shanahan? Okay, yeah, yeah. So so as most people love Steve Young, and he gave us so many miseries outside of Deion Sanders one Super Bowl where he got with us. <laughs> Same with Kyle Shanahan. What has this guy ever done? Everyone's in love with him, and I'm like, why? This is a coach who gives up a, a, a victory when you're up 28 points to three points. He gives up a victory. That's mm-hmm. point A. Point B, you're in love with a guy. You're up in the second half by double digits. You lose a game. You're third time. You're up in the, in the second half. Again, uh, uh, 10 points. You lose a game. Then they say, oh, scheme, scheme, scheme. I say this. You're, you scheme if you're the worse or weaker team. But if you got Trent Williams – if you got Debo, if you got Uchek, if you got C-Mac, you line up and you tell them, I'm going right here with a one-two punch all game long, and I'm telling C-Mac, I'm telling Debo, I'm Debo, I'm hiking the ball straight to you. Just give me three yards. We're stronger. We're bigger. If you look at the first quarter when we just played down here football, I'm not scheming. I'm picking on one guy. They say, Jones is a beast. All right, Jones, I'm going to break your back with every play. I'm running straight to you with so much power in Trent Williams going forward, Juszczyk going forward, Debo going forward, and T-Mac. I'm getting rid of all the stupid schemes. I'm going to finish. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to play like how um, Shannon up all these schemes when you got the stronger and bigger team and, 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 and you're not even using it. Thank you, Kyle. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for calling and listening. Uh, feel your uh, frustration. The 40, 49ers did come out. Uh, I'll just say this. They came out first quarters like, whoa, yeah. that's the 49ers again. You know, mm-hmm. after the Green Bay game where they were wandering around and the Detroit game where they just gave the first half away, they came out uh, crisply yesterday. But you have to give credit to Shannon because, remember, those are the scripted plays. Plays, right, right exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they – I mean, the first drive looked like they were marching in. Yes, they and were. McCaffrey fumbled. I know. Yeah, it, it happened. I, I totally understand Kyle's frustration. I also understand as a 49er fan where he's coming from in the fact of this. Shanahan has been, has been called the boy genius. And there are times, and this is this is why I can, you know again I go back to some of the callers and the the texters and people on YouTube. I can understand why they have a beef with Shanahan. There are certain times where 
it just goes awry. And it, we've seen other coaches, it, it happens, right? We just talked about Dan Campbell a couple of weeks ago. We've seen, let's not forget, Andy Reid was right in this position. Absolutely. Couldn't win a Super Bowl. Right. Got there. He can't win the big game. Can't win the big game. Offensive genius, but he can't win the big game. Absolutely. So it's not like it can't be done, but I have to, until we see it with our own two eyes, I have to agree with some of the, a lot of what, you know, the, the hiccups that Kyle has. Sometimes it just doesn't play out the best. And, of course, it's bad luck. It could be, you know, whatever you want to call it. I truly believe He's a good coach. I do. I agree that maybe he could relent on certain things. Absolutely, hundred percent. I think if he, you know, and it seems like Whitey that Shannon has always been kind of looking for his guy, that quarterback, and it, maybe Kirk Cousins was that, but I don't think he's really ever found his perfect guy. Mm-hmm. From what we see, this is like Brock Purdy is starting to be massaged into his guy. Yep. It's only Purdy's season and a half, whatever you want to call it, two second season. I don't want to say you got to give him more time, but I would like to see a few tweaks from Shanahan. And I can understand where Kyle and the TCs of the world come from. Yep. Definitely. Uh, Yes. Uh, We will take a look at how many roster changes the 49ers might have to make this offseason. And we'll get back to your calls. Uh, So hang on. Uh, 339-1140, 1-800-920-1140. And with your help, putting together a list of the things that we can all agree. Yeah, these are the reasons why the 49ers lost the Super Bowl as we roll on here, the drive guys on Sacktown Sports. You know what makes me shake my head is watching the post-game news conferences yesterday, and I was watching a lot of NBC Sports Bay Area, and they had, like, basically a 49er post-game show. And Carlos Ramirez was like, I- I'll be honest with you, I can't talk, I'm devastated. But they show the players, all the players' press conferences and the coaches. And they all get the same questions, Jay. Yeah. You know, a lot of it is, how much does it hurt? Does it hurt more than when you lost this game? And, you know, it's like those guys, the the players they and the coaches do such a great job for the most part of sitting there and trying to answer that. Mm-hmm. It's like, think about it. Who was it? Uh, I think it was Juwan Jennings said, well, does anyone have a nail you yeah, can step on Yeah, it's like stepping on, right on a nail. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, how are you supposed to say, oh, does this one hurt compared uh, to the last one you lost to the Chiefs, more or less, George Kittle? That's got to be very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. What do we have here? I said that Juwan. You want to hear yeah. him talk about yes. the nail real quick? Yeah, here's Juwan Jennings. How much does it hurt? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, anybody got a nail he can step on? <laughs> Probably about that much. <laughs> he might have been in line for some MVP consideration. Oh, he was winning the MVP. Not in line. That's he was crazy. winning the MVP, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Throw one, catch one. You know, I mean, who else? If it wasn't Double J, who was it going to be? Yeah, I don't know. Who did you have? Um, I mean, maybe they could have spun it into McCaffrey. Just try, I'm not saying they should have, mm-hmm. but you know the way uh, voters work. But, yeah, Juwan Jennings would have been. He was the MVP. And, and that touchdown he scored was one of the weirdest yards after catch I've ever seen because mm. he was backwards and he basically stopped, right? Yes. Kind of looked around like, oh, kind of spin. No one's going to tackle me. Yeah. And he took it into the end zone. Yeah. And at that point, I don't know. Wow, the 49ers were winning, but it didn't feel like, oh, they're going to win. It just felt like, okay, they're ahead for now. And Debo, when they showed Debo at the end of the game and he was sitting there and it just looked to me like his face was like, are we going to win? I'll believe it when I see, see it. it. Yeah. See, I wasn't <laughs> privy to that I didn't, because I'm inside sure. the arena, so I didn't get to see that. 
I, I will go back to this, our 49ers insider, Milford Goso. He kept saying throughout the whole game, and I'm more half-glass full guy. I'm more, you know, I play very aggressive when I played sports, and, you know, just because I had to. I, I felt like I had to to prove a point because playing baseball. But he kept saying, I don't like the way this game looks. I don't like the way this game looks. I, it doesn't look good to me. I just don't like it. And I kept saying, you know, behind that, I was like, nah, nah, we, come on, we're right there. Mm-hmm. Because I, I also felt as much as people, and this is this is me talking, and, you know, every you can call in right now, 916-339-1140 and call me crazy. I'm the type of person, I believe you got to go win a game. I don't think you fall in the wins. And it, you do fall in the wins. But I think you have Not to put yourself in the Super Bowl. Correct. You have to put yourself in position to go win a game. And as you said right there, Whitey, nine times out of ten to win a Super Bowl, most people who play aggressive or you know play to go win, they normally win. And I just didn't feel like the Niners did that when it really counted. You know, I don't think they put the best foot forward. And we could, as you said, we have a laundry list of reasons why. Mm-hmm. But man, it just hurts a little more. That they had, you know, I got to hear the Pat Mahomes and I got to hear the Taylor Swift. I wish Draper was here because I'd talk about how bad I want to see Taylor Swift taking a loss and, you know, all the things that encompass in it. But, and I just said this to you in the break. They truly had Pat Mahomes down twice. Yes. And he shouldn't have won. Yeah. And they gave both of them to Pat Mahomes, and now we got to talk about his greatness. Like, he didn't play well yesterday. I know. He played, he played cool. Yeah. He did what he had to do when the 49ers gave him an opportunity to do it, and he took advantage, and that's being a champion. Um, the yes. 49ers, though, I, I would say just early mistakes. That's To me, that's maybe at the top of my list because I think Top-tier the early, early mistakes too. they made, yeah, McCaffrey's fumble, and then, as we said earlier, Trent Williams, you know, back-to-back penalties on a false start and then a holding and then the second and 15. Yeah, the hold um, in the third quarter, right, or fourth quarter. One of them that was big, too. Maybe you said he was he was kind of hobbled a little bit. Yeah, he looked a yeah. little hobbled. He looked yeah. like he was he was getting he, man he was getting worked on that side. That's when he rocks right. It's yes. like well, we know we got that side of the line yeah. uh, under control. Yeah, so he wasn't as dominant. They should have been ahead at halftime, like twenty to three, easy. And when they weren't, yeah, then you knew it's like all right, two you, scores. Yeah, left the door open as Jeez, you said, left the door open. Make you regret that three three nine eleven forty one eight hundred nine two zero eleven forty Lorenzo. Joining us here, Sackdown Sports. Hello, Lorenzo. How are you? Hey, guys. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. What's up? Awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, I love you guys' show. Best thing that I have while I'm driving home. So thank you for the amazing show you guys put together. Thank you. So uh, I think the Niners lost the same way the Kings did lose to the uh, last year on the playoffs against the Warriors. Really? We didn't. We didn't have the experience. I mean, we, yes, we the Kings played a better regular season. So did the Niners. But at the same time, you know, it takes a different mentality. It takes a different, a different team to win big games. And I think the Niners just came short. But if you look, even the games before that, they almost lost to the Packers. The Packers were not even supposed to be on the playoffs. They. They won by miracle against the Detroit because the coach of the Detroit makes some wrong calls. So I think the 49ers were exposed early on the playoff. And then the Chiefs are a little bit of a more experienced team. And I think the only plus that the Chiefs had yesterday, I think, was the experience on 
on major games. I could be wrong, but I, you know, you can do those mistakes that the Niners did in several occasions. Mm -hmm. That's my take on the Niners. And then on the Kings, man, I'm a diehard Kings fan. I, my God, I, I, I can't watch anything else when the Kings are playing, but recently Fox has been killing us and it's just, it hurts. Should we bench him for a few games or should the coach make that decision? Just rest a little bit. I know we, you guys talked about it, that he's playing and he's trying to prove that he can play through, but, but he's hurting. He's hurting the team. Monk is playing amazingly. Give Mitchell a little bit of more chance. We signed uh, Keon Ellis. Give him another chance. And let's just play with those guys while Fox will bring his his game back because I believe he's an all-star. He's an all-star and he will be an all-star. He will be a starter one day, but he needs to be a little bit more humble in his game and let the other team players uh, carry the torch for him. Thank you, Lorenzo. Uh, We got a lot of calls, so I want to keep it moving. Thank you very much for the call. As far as De'Aaron Fox goes, I think he's hurt and that's just me talking. Uh, I think his shoulder is messed up so he can't shoot, but I also think, you know, they're, they're not that deep especially at that position, and he's one of their better defenders. And I think the the calculation now is we're better off with him compromised, a lot better with him compromised than we are with him off the floor. So I think that's why they're rather – can you go? If you I think if he can go, they'd rather have him out there. We'll see if that continues. And, of course, he has a break coming up. As far as the 49ers, uh, Jay, and Lorenzo's not the first one who's made this point, I don't believe, but a lack of experience. I know the Chiefs have won Super Bowls, but – the 49ers have no shortage of big game experience. Absolutely. You know, it's just they you haven't actually won a Super Bowl, but they've won a lot of big games. Absolutely. So, yeah. I I don't know if that if we can I'm not putting that on my list. No, not it doesn't make my list. But I, I think it kind of goes back to what a lot of folks are talking about. Yes. When you start to get to is pre, you know, preparation, uh-huh. being prepared, that yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Which do, falls yeah. on the coaching staff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I said, Lorenzo's not the only one. Uh, saying that, we got to take a quick timeout. Uh, 339-1140, 1-800-920-1140. See you out there. We appreciate the calls, and we will get to them here. And as promised, we'll look at uh, some of these numbers uh, that have to do with the 49ers roster crunch going forward as we roll on the day after a tough Super Bowl loss. Drive, guys. Hacked out. 